How's it going, everybody? This is the Nitty Gritty. My name is Chad. With me, as usual, is Leonard. And this is a show about wrestling. And this week, we thought we would bring you a little bit of news and notes uh, because the entire wrestling world right now is, you know, it's dying down at this point. But uh, they're still talking about CM Punk getting fired from AEW. Now, when I did my recap of All In, we talked a little bit about the incident then and, you know, the way I described it and the way it was kind of presented in the news at that point was somewhat vague, but maybe leaning a little bit towards, you know, to me anyway, like it was Jack Perry was more of the instigator and that we really weren't sure who backstage started the fight. Um, but, you know, it was just kind of revealed that CM Punk said uh, something to the effect of, do we have a problem? So it seemed, I don't want to say innocent, but it like seemed a little bit, you know, like he was just reacting to what had happened. But uh, so we now know more details about this, obviously. And, oh, I should add this. We're putting this under the banner of our fully loaded questions uh, where we have a little bit of time to prepare. And Leonard didn't really need time to prepare because he's seen the same news bits that I have. Um, if you follow, yeah. link, this is what people are talking about. And, and I think any wrestling fan that has seen these has developed an, an opinion. And, and we'll go over that. Uh, but I, as we go, but I will say that I think we'll never truly know exactly what happened as far as who was maybe the more at fault or the more at blame uh, at this. We certainly know what, what the outcome is, though. Well, so on that note, let's go over um, some of the news that has come out. Um, and then we'll kind of start with our questions to Leonard and uh, myself, obviously, will comment. So um, like we said, at the event, it was reported that Punk was involved in a backstage altercation with Jack Perry regarding comments Perry made during his match earlier in the zero hour part of the show. It was a reference to Punk denying Perry the opportunity to use real glass during segments on Collision. So um, it was revealed that um, obviously another version, and this would be a neutral source who was not a wrestler, but was there and witnessed it. And his version was that right after Perry came to the back, Punk went nose to nose with him aggressively and asked him if he had a problem. That person said Perry said he was just looking to get heat as a heel. Punk shoved him hard. Perry got in his face, and in that version, Punk sucker punched him and went for a choke. People immediately broke it up, and Khan was yelling at Punk to let him go. It was also reported that at some point after that, CM Punk quote-unquote lunged at Tony Khan. Um, but according to Dave Meltzer in one of his tweets, or X, whatever we're calling it now, um, said that lunging was, you know, I'm paraphrasing, was putting it nicely. Um, so apparently whatever CM Punk did towards Tony Khan was a little bit more aggressive than just lunging. Um, and I had heard that he had knocked monitors down on Khan. Right, right. Which, and had bro broken some, I believe, as well. Right. Like that. So after an investigation into the altercation was conducted by AEW, Punk was terminated for just cause from his contract on September 2nd under the unanimous recommendation of the AEW Discipline Committee, as well as outside legal counsel. Punk's termination was announced on X, formerly Twitter, by AEW's official account, 
and was also announced during the opening of that night's episode of Collision, which was in Chicago, by the way, where AEW President and CEO Tony Khan stated the incident was regrettable and it endangered people backstage, which would allude to what Leonard said about the monitors. He later stated, never in all this time have I ever felt until last Sunday that my security, my safety, my life was in danger at a wrestling show. I don't think anybody should feel that way at work. I don't think the people I work with should feel that way. And I had to make a very difficult choice today. So last time we uh, did our all-in recap, I made a comment, something to the effect of Tony Khan needs to make a choice or that choice will be made for him, being in my head that CM Punk would just quit, which apparently he did say he quit at some point, depending on what you believe. Um, But Tony Khan made the choice. Um, So... Yeah, CM Punk is gone, and there are a lot of different part, facets to this that Leonard and I can discuss. Mm-hmm. So my first question, and we'll kind of do this in parts, Leonard, so you can be there, okay. you can talk about this as you, however you want. Should CM Punk have been fired after the first incident last year at All Out? No, and if you compare to other, say, sports, NFL, uh, Major League Baseball, NBA, if you would have an altercation with a teammate, sometimes they might fire you or trade you. A lot of the times they're going to suspend you and fine you. And I think that's what happened there. I think you have to give an opportunity for them to correct their actions and, and, and to, and to make things up. I, I think you need to give that opportunity. And I think that's something that I haven't heard a lot about with this is the fact that he had already one strike and possibly more if you want to talk about how he had related to some other people backstage and comments he's made like in the media scrums and things like that. But he had one suspendable offense already on his record. So, no, I wouldn't have fired him. I would do what was done uh, because I think that is what they would have done in other sports. Right. I agree. Um, so when one of the things that's been annoying me when I look online and I got to tell you, Leonard, some of the groups we're in, there's parts about them that I, I love on Facebook. Sure. And then there's parts about them that just drive me insane. And, you know, like and a lot of the similar comments I'm seeing are, oh, you know, this would never happen in WWE. He would have been gone the first time, like or Tony Khan should have done something about it the first time. That's why we're in the situation we're in now. I'm I'm so tired of like this. We put we're putting WWE up on this pedestal of like holier than thou, and they've never done anything wrong. And my God, how would Vince have handled this? He probably would have fired him right away, and then he would have brought him back a year later. Like yeah, like like Vince has given second, third, multiple opportunity to so many people in the past for yes, other types of situations. But like, mm-hmm. come on. Like, this is a four-year-plus company dealing with a situation versus if we're just going with Vince Jr., 40-year-plus company. Mm-hmm. So, like, I I do think that people are being a little bit hard, like, on Tony Khan. And, like, the fact that there are, and as we'll get to some of the comments made by other wrestlers, there's pretty much two different camps uh, to this. And the fact that there are two different camps should tell people that, you know what, maybe this wasn't such an easy decision to make. You know, uh, you know, you listen to people and they might think, oh, well, this should have happened. This should have happened. 
you'll see that even wrestlers and you know wrestling personalities have separate opinions on this. Um, but I agree with what you're saying. He was had a suspended offense, and you know it's like he was injured, he was suspended, go home, cool off. Um, you know, when he came back, people forget, like when he came back, there was a meeting with Chris Jericho because Chris Jericho is one of the people that got in CM Punk's face back then. Um, you know, so they were trying to come to a compromise and that compromise was reached and they had been trying, I think, to have business done with CM Punk and the elite. And some people would say that the elite are, were inflaming the situation. There was apparently a meeting scheduled at all in or all out or one of the TVs, I forget which event, but that when CM Punk arrived, um, Kenny Omega and the, uh, and uh, the young bucks pulled out of that meeting and said they didn't want to do it. Um, so take for that what you will. Um, but you know, I, I think that the first choice of suspending him was the logical choice because let's face it, we're not dealing with a, you know, in, you know, an enhancement talent here. We're dealing with the, one of the top stars in your company. So yeah, your quote unquote real world champion or whatever he was right, like, calling himself at the time. Right. He so had like, his own show. They went so far out of their way to compromise with him that basically collision was his show. Yeah. So he could be separate from the people that he didn't care for. Right. While also having some I don't know, per se, creative control, but everything that I've kind of heard was he, if he wasn't in charge of it, he was kind of nodding his head, yes or no, at what was coming down the pike. Yeah, I don't think that there would have been a Vince Russo-Hogan situation where, like, Tony Khan would have said, well, you need to, you know, do the job for this guy. Like, I think that they were kind of, for lack of a better word, letting Punk do kind of what he wanted. yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I'll okay. take a, a, a sidebar here and say I think that's a problem with AEW is that Tony Khan lets too many guys do what they want. You know, you've got Chris Jericho doing whatever he wants. you got Omega and the Bucks doing whatever they want. When Cody was there, Cody had the Cody-verse of just this little pocket dimension or whatever he felt like doing that didn't influence anything. Yeah. I mean, that, that I think hurts the overall flow and tone and makeup of, of your show. I think that's a big problem is Khan is letting just too many people do whatever they want. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that certainly could be, I mean, at least in the case of Jericho, like he is not afraid to put people over when, you know, he sees the benefit of it. Um, you know, as for the young bucks and Kenny Omega, you know, I, we'll get to that. I, I might have a mini recap of, of all in here uh, if we have time. Um, so, um, the other question here, Leonard, is how do you think CM Punk's firing was handled? Um, I think it was probably handled in, in a best case scenario for AEW. You know, they made a formal statement. They did that formal statement in, in the outlets that they needed to, to do that. Um, I think you read the statement that Khan said. Uh, I think it was very short and distinct and, and to the point. That was definitely written for him by the legal team. Those are not his words. You can tell that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah uh, but, but, but it was very short and to the point and why the actions need to be taken. Um, I can't really think of a better way that they could have done it. 
the fact that they had to do it in Chicago uh, was just bad timing, but you know, they had no way to control that. They already had the show booked, you know? Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't fault how they did it and you haven't asked yet, but I will say I do agree with the firing at this point. He already had a strike. He had tension with a lot of other people backstage. Um, you know, not, not only did he attack another wrestler, uh, but he attacked the owner of the company. And right. uh, from what we're hearing and, and seeing. And, you know, how many people, if you went in tomorrow and you choked out an, a, a, a co-worker and then lunged, quote unquote, at your boss, would you be working there within the next five minutes? No, you would not. Right. So that 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 was perfectly, I think, fair to fire him at this point. And I think they they did it in the, in the probably the best way that they could have. I can't think of a, of a better way, at least off the top of my head. Right. No, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think that they had to do it as we heard more details about this situation come out. I, I think that this was the the only course of action that they could take. I, I really do. Um, and. I will kind of give more of my thoughts here as I transition into some of the thoughts of other people that have come, uh, you know, come out. Uh, Kevin Sullivan, for whatever reason, has commented that he has a podcast. That's why. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anybody with a podcast is right. has commenting on this. I'm sure. Right. Um, he's uh, on AEW firing CM Punk. He said that really surprises me. It shows you how the business has changed. I mean, back in the day, there were scuffles in the dressing room, but it ended up in a handshake afterward. I don't think this is not the end of this journey. I don't think. Um, he said on Tony Khan announcing Punk's firing before the start of Collision. It took a lot of balls on Tony's part to fire him before the show going into his hometown. I salute Tony for doing that because if he had done it today, people would have said it was bait and switch. We all have growing pains, especially in a job that he took over, started a company from scratch and had a lot of problems. If the problems we heard that got out, how many were there that we didn't hear? About. Oh, how many of the problems were there we haven't heard about is basically what he's trying to say. I was reading that very choppy. Um, but so I, I wanted to read this part because of what he said about, you know, in, back in the day, you know, scuffles in the dressing room and ended up in a handshake afterwards. That kind of goes to my point of I don't think it was the right call to fire him last year. Um, you know, mm-hmm. because after all, that was a scuffle in the dressing room yeah, and it might not have ended in a handshake, but it ended in a logical way. People got suspended, you know, we're not mid South, you know, it's not Bill Watts here, like making people fight it out. So mm-hmm. um, I, 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 that's why I read, you know, that part, other people that have sided with um, what Tony Khan has uh, said, are Kevin Nash, Jeff Jarrett is and obviously Jarrett is with AEW. Yes. But uh, that should be noted. But I'm mentioning Kevin Nash specifically because what Kevin Nash said is something that I actually very much agree with. And that is he thinks that he said he thinks CM Punk like needs mental help. And I agree. I I would agree with that at this point. Yes. I, I think that he at the very least has anger issues that he needs to work out. Like, I mean, should Jack Perry have said what he said on air? No. Like there should, you know, he should not have been able to do that. But when somebody comes back and is like, well, I was just trying to get heat, (laughs) like, and you proceed to beat the crap out of them, like there's something wrong there. 
but it's like I said, this is not the only issue. I mentioned in the all-in recap, like he's had issues with Ryan Nemeth. And now in the past week, we've heard that early on, he got in William Regal's face and accused him of being a stooge for Triple H and that he doesn't trust him. And like, this is clearly a guy that has some issues and has trouble handling himself in a in a pro wrestling universe these days. And He's I, paranoid. He has anger management issues. Um, the fact that he can't get along with, with, with anybody, you know, initially last year, I felt this was Punk standing up for himself against Omega and the Bucks and their people trying to run the locker room. That's right. what I thought it was initially. And it right. might have been that. But it, but he has devolved in his personality from that point. Right. Uh, and I agree he should probably seek mental help. While we're here, I do want to touch upon something you said about how Jack Perry claimed he was just trying to get heat. That's a lie. Because who would know what he was talking about? Only one person. <laughs> yeah, that's a lie. So, yeah. I mean, that's a provable lie. I mean, and well, and maybe he was trying to spark, like, uh, I'm trying to think of other people that have tried to do this in the past. There are examples of people that are trying, you get yourself into like a work shoot type situation where maybe he was trying to, in a horrible way, start a program with CM Punk somehow. Mm-hmm. Well, Jericho but, tried to do that with Goldberg back in WCW. If you, that, if thank you. you. That's what that. I'm that's trying to do. Yes. Yeah. And now, it wasn't obviously a good way to do that. Currently, Jack Perry is still suspended. Mm-hmm. I, who knows what's going to happen there? Um, and I agree with that suspension as well. He was involved. You you can't send a message of, oh, well, he was just there and, and he felt the blunt. No, he was part of it. He he instigated the situation. So he needed to be be suspended. And I agree with the suspension there. Yeah, so like some of the people that think he should have done, Tony Khan should have made a decision early. Booker T is one of them. Tony Khan should have stepped in a little bit earlier, put his foot down. If Tony Khan can't do it, he should hire someone that can do it. It's hard being the bad guy. Um, Eric Bischoff, who has spouted off incessantly about Tony Khan. By the way, side note, Eric Bischoff has made appearances on AEW years ago. I don't know what happened there. If he was stiffed on a paycheck if Tony Khan made a pass at Eric Bischoff's wife, <laughs> something clearly happened to make Eric Bischoff. And now the only reason his podcast is getting as many news bites as it is, is because every week they start out by talking about current events, basically having Eric Bischoff just kind of go to town on what he doesn't like about AEW. As you know, I'm currently reading Eric Bischoff's second autobiography, Grateful, right, uh, which I have signed. Uh, bought it that way. And so I haven't got up to that section yet. Once I get to the AEW section, okay, I'll let you know what he says. I'm currently up to him having entered TNA with Hogan in uh, 2010. Okay, well, I'm anxious to hear about the book. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we... Uh, basically now we have uh, a situation where AEW... No longer has CM Punk. And this week I was uh, texting with a friend of the show, Ronnie, a lot. And uh, Ronnie is a big CM Punk fan. And uh, I wanted to mention that here uh, because I made a comment to Ronnie um, that uh, I think CM Punk has made himself unemployable. Um, and and Ronnie, Ronnie disagreed. 
um, you know, it, because it's pro wrestling. And I think maybe what he was alluding to was the fact that you never say never in this business, um, which is proven to be pretty true. Um, however, one of the other things about the groups that I've been reading that is, and just, God, the news, the news media for wrestling, they are just, they are awful, 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 awful. I mean, and they're all saying the same thing. They post rumors as if they're fact. And it's just crazy to me because they're posting this rumor like, oh, at one point when CM Punk was suspended, he was open to the idea of returning to WWE. And he had apparently made a suggestion of, you know, debuting at the Rumble and uh, having somebody eliminate him and having his opponent be Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. Stop. Can we please just stop with the WWE stuff? Like, I'm sorry. Yes, never say never. But I will tell you right here and now, I, you know, I'll make this bet with Leonard. I will wear whatever wrestler's T-shirt he wants me to wear. I will buy it and wear it no matter how crazy or silly it is. I will wear it on air if CM Punk were to go back to WWE. Because I, I will, I, I will take you up on that, uh, <laughs> and I'll have to, I'll have to find a doozy to to lay on you if that happens. I, I'll chime in here and say, I would not, I would not be surprised if that happens. It happening tomorrow, no. Would it happen within the next, say, year or two? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I think. Because there's still money there. There is still money there. Whether it's Cody Rhodes finally beating Roman Reigns and having the belt, or whether it's Reigns being the champion for eight years in a row or whatever it is. And then they're in the ring, they're cutting a promo, and you hear, you know, like Mussolini, license to print money. It's a license to print money. And Vince McMahon, if he's still in charge, never turns down money. And see, that is the key issue, what you just said. If Vince McMahon is still in charge, because by all accounts, Vince is still around, but the person doing the creative is somebody that we know hates CM Punk, and that is Triple H. In no universe can I see Triple H, because Triple H is not Vince McMahon. Okay. I cannot see him bringing back CM Punk in any way, shape, or form. And on before you comment, on the other side of the coin, let's say for a second Triple H was like, you know what, like Leonard said, like, you know what, there's money to be made here. Let's talk to him. CM Punk has said so many things about WWE over the years. Who's to say he even wants to go back there? Like, he hated it. They sent him his termination letter on his wedding day. <laughs> so, like, I just have, I have so many problems believing that that will ever be a reality. But go ahead. Let me ask you this. Did you ever believe that Cody Rhodes would go back to WWE? Yes, because Cody, for whatever reason, this could be a whole nother show. Cody, for whatever reason, he was being booed in AEW. Like, they didn't like him there. They, the fans yeah. didn't like him. They didn't want anything to do with him. They, I want to say, for lack of they kind of saw through his, his kind of his character. And they booted him right out of town. You know, um, so... That, to me, was more believable because Cody Rhodes didn't leave on bad terms. He just left because he was upset with creative and there was nothing for him, and he wanted to learn a new hold, as they say. Um, yeah, so well, he did go and form a rival company, and <laughs> you know, yeah. he, he, he did that bit where he smashed the, you know, the with the thing with the sledgehammer and basically Great shot a middle finger at Triple H figuratively. And, and 
still, you know, Triple H was like, yeah, there's money here. Now, do I think he's ever going to win the title? No, because they're doing, you know, they brought him back so they could screw with him because that's what they do. Right. But that's that's a whole separate, as you said, that's a whole separate show that we can talk about. But, again, I think Cody Rhodes is an example of, I think there were a lot of people who said, no, not in a million years would he ever go back there or would they have him? And he did go back. So, again, I agree that never say never. I I think within two to five years, if it's more than five years, no, Punk would be too old. Within two to five years, I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, uh, I think it was, I mean, looking back, it was probably more of a long shot, you know, for somebody like Hogan to return when he returned. I mean, this is something. Right, Hogan went back. Bret Hart went back. Yeah, I mean, like, and that's why they say it, never say never. I just, I personally think, there are too many legit personal feelings. Um, I think that if you take away the triple H equation, I think that there are people in the locker room of AEW that I think would rightfully so have a problem with him being there because of what's happened. If you're WWE and you look at this situation and you look at the way it was handled, you would have to say like, if you're Kevin Dunn or Nick Khan or whoever, like, is this somebody we want in our locker room? Like, even even if he can make us, like, a big payday, like, is this somebody we want to have around? I mean, because these are, you know, like, that's where really William Regal is. <laughs> like, he's at NXT, he's at WWE. Um, you know, so I, you know. anyway, like as they said, never say never. Um, I wanted to mention mention my some of my conversation uh, with Ronnie, though, and uh, because if CM Punk does go anywhere, it would be, I guess, I suppose it would. I, honestly, I would be more able to believe him going back to AEW. <laughs> like, like some people. What about Japan? Maybe it's, maybe it's what, a, what, what about Japan? Goes to Japan for a little bit. He's too old and too set in his ways to go there. Those, oh man, some of those guys over there would knock him silly. I feel like, I mean, we saw him get what, knocked. What, what goes back, he goes back to MMA. Yeah, I would. Yeah, we all. That's what we all want to see. Um, yeah, we, yeah. we see him Punk versus uh, Israel Adesanya. For, for the belt mm-hmm. um so yeah i i think that i mean he's not going to tna he's not going to nwa um so like if, if if there were a scenario for him to continue wrestling it would be with wwe and for wwe to do it some this place that everybody not everybody a lot of people in the comment section are saying is holier than thou and they would never let anything like this happen and all this kind of stuff for them to accept him even for like the, the the buy rate and the payday to me it's like wow like like they deserve whatever they get then in return. Um, so I would like to say something else. I just remember the last time you and I had a bet, and it was about Anne Hathaway winning an Oscar, and I was correct. <laughs> what did, what was the stipulation there? I don't remember. I, I it was she was nominated. For what, what I can't remember what the movie was, and I said that she would win an Oscar within probably five to six years, and you said no way, and then she won it for Les Mis within that time frame. Well, there you go. I got. I'd have to. I, I don't remember what the movie was now um, that she was originally nominated for. Oh, and by the way, uh, let me add, let me add an addendum to our bet. Okay. Just one. Just one. I am not counting him going into the hall of fame let's say okay fair that's fair enough that's fair enough let's I, he, yeah. he he has to come back 
would you say he has to come back and wrestle a match? He, like Bret Hart came back, and for the most part, other than that, Vince. McMahon yeah, didn't really. Yeah, okay. So, so minus Hall of Fame appearance, minus the Hall of Fame. If he's just brought okay. back to have him be inducted into the Hall of Flame, Hall of Flame, Hall of Fame, um, I wouldn't. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay. Some of the other small More things to comment on. Uh, uh, to date, we have not heard anything from CM Punk about this, and you know, newsflash: he won't be on any Colt Cabana podcast to talk about it this time. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I'm sure somebody like Joe Rogan would have him, but, uh, yeah, who knows? Rogan had Hogan recently and Hogan just, we we should do a podcast where we just examine every Hulk Hogan lie. (laughs) He's, yeah, he's, uh, he's an old man. Uh, it's, (laughs) um, he's had a lot of back surgeries, Leonard. What are you going to do? Um, yeah, it affects your brain. So, um, Okay. Very quickly, she was nominated for Rachel getting married in 2009, and she won for Les Mis in 2013. There you go. I got to watch my bet. There you go. That's the last time you and I had a bet, and I won the bet. So just, yeah. so I just putting be- that out there. Um, and so with the newest piece of news today as we record this is that uh, – and I had not known this. Maybe some people didn't – is that they have released a steal again. Um, I had not heard that, but it doesn't surprise me. It did. I didn't know he was brought back as a producer. I think, from what I've read, primarily for CM Punk. Yes, and, I you know, knew that. Like he was, but by for CM Punk, like CM Punk, I think demanded to have him back. But whatever producing he was doing, he was doing remotely, and he was doing, I think, mainly for CM Punk's content. Um, so I did not know that he was back. It doesn't surprise me. It also doesn't surprise me that they released him. It's like, well, you know. We don't need to keep this guy if he's working from home and his buddy isn't here, you know? So, I mean, if the position was eliminated, so to speak, then I guess there's no reason for him to continue to be there. Um, That would make sense. The last question we'll end on here, Leonard, um, Mm -hmm. is about the show Collision, which we had previously talked about being a show centered around CM Punk. And initially, like, he was kind of really um, attached to the success of that show. And as, as you will see posted uh the ratings for collision went down 19 percent right after tony khan made the statement that he did um and as bruce pritchard has said in his podcast about different situations when you have somebody drop out of a match initially the match was going to be cm punk versus ricky starks at all uh at all out and uh what happened was they brought in brian danielson you got to bring in somebody as equal to or better than the person you had before. And I think they accomplished that with Brian Danielson. And it doesn't surprise me that the collision ratings are down, uh, Leonard, um, because, you know, my opinion, the question was going to be, do we think collision will be able to recover at any rate? My opinion on it is I think if they have Brian Danielson there and who knows about the edge Adam Copeland situation, um, you know, if he's going to go there or not, that is in the ether. Um, but if they have other people there to take the CM Punk spot, I, I think that Collision will be able to recover at least a little bit, uh, if not totally. So, you know, ultimately it's up to TNT and TBS, the whole you know Turner Empire, if they want to keep the show or not keep the show. And I think what they need to do is to still have some sort of distinct personality uh, and not just be another you know dynamite junior or what have you you know it needs to have a distinct personality that they want to build that around danielson or another uh veteran 
make that the veterans show, make that more like, you know, the, there was always the concept in WWE that Raw was the entertainment show, SmackDown was the wrestling show. You can still make Collision the wrestling show. You know, I think you can do that. Danielson's a great veteran to center that around. So, you know, yeah, it took a big dip because of everything surrounding this. I, I don't think it will ever be a huge ratings winner for them. But in this day and age, if you're pulling in, you know, a few hundred thousand. Uh, one thing that, that I remember reading just now in Bischoff's book, which I mentioned, was when they came in the TNA, they were drawing 1.2 million on average. Right. And back then that was nothing. And today, Tony Khan would kill for 1.2 million a show. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, the landscape is the landscape has changed. But yeah, I, I think Collision will eventually get back to it. It will if it gets cut, that will be a sign that the Turner Time Warner people have lost faith in AEW as a product, and it will probably be not just Collision getting cut, but uh, part of a either a complete cut or a serious reduction in programming. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I basically agree with you there. Um, so let's mm -hmm. speed through our all out recap. Um, it took place uh, on September 3rd, 2023 at the United center in Chicago. And the attendance there was listed as 9,826. Um, I did not see every single match on this. I didn't see the battle Royal um, at the beginning, which was for charity that Adam Page won, um, and I didn't see the six-women tag match or the six-man tag team match for the trios titles. I didn't see any of the zero-hour stuff, uh, but I would like to at some point. Um, but let me just speed through some of my opinions here on the other matches. Um, first match was uh, Adam Cole and MJF versus the Dark Order for the ROH tag team titles. Um, this was a pretty good match for what it was. They did the whole injury angle to MJF. He left, and then he came back. Um, I, I'd probably give this like three, three and a quarter stars. Um, the second match, you had Samoa Joe against Shane Taylor for the ROH World Television Championship. Two big guys, uh, six minutes, 25 seconds. This was about a three-star match. Good for what it was, though. Um, and they are setting up a program between Samoa Joe and uh, MJF, clearly. Um, I didn't see the Luchasaurus Darby Allen match for the AEW um, TNT Championship. Um so I won't rate that one. I did, however, see the Miro and Powerhouse Hobbs match, which, again, two big guys. This one went 15 minutes, 40 seconds. I gave this one like three and a quarter, three and a half stars. Uh, Miro would win, and you would see the debut, finally, of Lana. Um, mm -hmm. And since 2021 that she made a wrestling appearance, and they have her debut here, and it looks like they're going to have uh, her feud with her husband to start out, which was an interesting take on it because <laughs> he looked surprised to see her there. So, uh, yes. Well, that was the last thing we saw her. She was with Bobby Lashley against her husband. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love it if they mentioned that. Um, next match for the TBS women's championship, Chris Statlander against Ruby Soho. This one was about two and three quarters, three stars. Good for what it was. Um, the next match, Brian Danielson against Ricky Starks. In a no disqualification strap match, this was a barn burner of a match. I would give this one, uh, man, four and a quarter stars, maybe, if not more. It was so, so good, so brutal to watch. Um, you feel the blows in a match like this. Um, and one hopes that Brian Danielson is healthy and healed from whatever he was out for. So 
Um, the match after that, Blackpool Combat Club of Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta against Eddie Kingston um, and Katsuhori Shibata. Um, this one was, again, about three and a quarter stars. We also had Kanosuke Takeshka against Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega would do the job here for Takeshka. I would give this one four and a quarter stars as well, if not four and a half. Really, really good. Kenny Omega does the job for a second time for, for this guy who he clearly likes a lot. Um, you would then have Bullet Club Gold against FTR and the Young Bucks in an eight-man tag. Uh, again, about three and a half stars here. Good work all around. And the main event would be John Moxley against Orange Cassidy for the AEW International Championship. Um, to no one's surprise, a bloody affair. Um, Orange Cassidy loses the belt after a, a long run, and uh, this was also a very good match. I, I would give that one four stars. So All Out was uh, a pretty solid pay-per-view overall. Um, a lot of content there. So let us know what uh, you thought of All Out 2023. Let us know what you think about the CM Punk situation. Uh, if you agree or disagree, I am uh, willing to hear everything, as is Leonard, I'm sure. And sure. please uh, sound off in the comments. And uh, we unfortunately didn't get to hear Pickham for Leonard for All Out. Uh, did you even do one? Yes, and I don't remember what my record was. I don't think it was good. Okay. <laughs> well, on that note, um, please check out our other videos, Segment Surgery, What's That Card, Random Match Reviews, Stupid Questions. Uh, we are also available wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, for Leonard, my name is Chad. We will see you next time. And Alexa, we'll see you out.